0: the Silver and Black podcast as always this is Levi Damon and today for our first off season podcast we have on the line a special guest he is Raiders safety Eric Harris Eric thanks for coming on with me today
1: I appreciate you having me on All
0: right well just first off how's your what's your off season been like so far we're a little over a month in uh, has it been uh, pretty eventful i imagine
1: um it's been school drop off, changing diapers, uh pick up, dinner time, bath time, bedtime stories. <laughs> uh no, it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing hanging uh being back with the family. Um so really full daddy mode, you know, I just got back into the gym, starting to hit the weights and everything like that, um starting to get back into it. So weren't you uh I think I saw something that you were you at the senior bowl? I was I was at the senior bowl. I drove drove it was about 2 hours, a little less than 2 hours um you know away from where I stay and I I haven't met um Mike Mayock yet. So I want to I want to meet him. I thought that was a big um a big deal for me, you know, to get to know him and uh you know, put a face to uh, my name for him and uh you know, to see the other coaches as well.
0: So did you uh did you attend for the for the whole week or did you just go for one day or what did you do?
1: I, I made it for a Thursday practice. My intentions were to make it for a Wednesday, uh Wednesday practice, but uh it had a storm really bad, so we canceled that and I just went out the following day.
0: That's cool. So it was that was was that the main reason why it was important for you to be out there is just to meet Mayoc and the coaches, or is there anything more to it?
1: Um no no, not really. Just to see the, uh, the coaches and meet, uh, uh, Mr. Mayock and, um, you know, coming from a small school, I thought it was pretty cool to see that you, you, you always hear about it. It's a game, uh, guys always want to play in, you know, guys that, um, big time names, uh, need a little more exposure. So you, you hear about it coming out of college. So it was pretty cool to see that, see, uh, how it was ran.
0: That's cool. So, you know, you, you talk about a guy, you know, you being a guy that, uh, come coming out of a small school and, and, uh, you know, you, we talked this, um, last year and, uh, you know, you gave me your, like a pretty amazing, your amazing story really about you working the potato chip factory and various other things. And, and, uh, and, you know, right about that time Gruden was, um, had mentioned you a couple of times standing out in the off season when you were, when you were, you know, with your humble beginnings, and you know, you kind of, you were a special teams guy, kind of exclusively for quite a while in CFL and and with the Saints and whatnot. Did you ever, at that in those instances, like, did you have? In do you did you envision yourself as being uh, being a starting NFL safety as you ended up being last season for a few games?
1: Um, that was always my goal. You know, I thought I had the uh, the ability to uh play at this level obviously and to uh start um you know so that was my goal um and my role in the previous years were special teams so you know a big goal of mine was just to get that special teams label off of me you know I'll be 29 this year and you know 28 during the season I was and uh, I just thought it was a big time in my career and a point of time in my life that where you know this was a year for that to happen.
0: Did you did you ever have any um, young players on the team last year? Because I imagine they probably caught wind of, you know, your story and how you you know you kind of rising up. Did anybody any of them ever approach you for any kind of advice?
1: Um, my um training camp roommate, Dallin Levitt. We had plenty of talks, you know, even in OTAs. It started in OTAs when we were roommates in that training camp. So we had plenty of talks to just, you know, being patient. Um, this league is all about opportunity and timing. Um, obviously, he got his opportunity. He, I mean, he was a great story as well, you know. He w- he was invited to rookie camp. He made an impression. They signed him to the ninety-man roster. He made plays in OTAs, you know. He made he made the practice squad, and then he was active the last two games. So you know, it's all about patience and timing.
0: Have you, have you found that, uh, you know, be, you've got, you've gained a larger platform to be able to speak to, and maybe not just necessarily just younger players, but like the youth. I mean, I noticed on Twitter recently, you had said something about some basically just whatever kind of advice that you can give in 240 characters. I think it is on, on Twitter to, yeah. to the youth. I <laughs> mean, what the, what uh what have you been able to, you know, expound upon with uh with the youth?
1: Um, you know, just with the success I have had on the field this uh previous year and the opportunities I've had, uh, you know, your your face is it it's on T V more, they talk about you a little bit more, so you know, obviously social media is huge in this generation and you know, you get more followers. So I've always wanted to use this platform to, you know, to reach out to Anybody really doesn't have to just be the younger generation, anybody that may be struggling and thinking that they can't reach their dreams or their dreams are out of sight, you know, just to never give up and uh, continue to work out what your, your goal is.
0: Have you been able to, um, you like have any kind of forums or anything like that, uh, in person? Because I know a lot of, you know, a lot of players that being that they are NFL players, they have these, you know, you go to these Play 60 things, for instance, or anything like that. Have you been able to um, do many of those things?
1: Um, I, I've done a few, and I'm actually in the process of setting, um, setting up a football camp up down here in uh, Louisiana. Um, at the one of the gyms I train at, they had just approached me. Actually, we were talking about setting up a camp um, around Mardi Gras time. Uh, all the kids will be off school. So that would be a cool, uh, cool little event to do. And then um, also back home in my hometown, I'm in the process of getting something started there as well.
0: Are, is there any, I mean, if I guess here would be a good place for you to, if, you, if there's any information that you'd like to get out there on those those camps to maybe, um, you know, let people know about them.
1: Um, The one back home really don't have any dates, to be honest, um, as of now. Um, it's all it all depends on our moving date because we're transferring uh, transferring the move to uh, uh, Florida, so we we'll be moving in May. So I'm trying to figure all that out. But um, the one in uh, Louisiana will be at a uh, Pelican Athletic Club. You cool. know, it'll be a uh, Mardi Gras. It'll probably be around March fourth
0: through okay. the sixth. Well, so you know, let's let I guess go back to back to last season. Um, when you started to find your way onto the field a little bit more um, about week 15, you got your first career interception and it wasn't just any interception. I think a lot of people mm-hmm. um, kind of, I think took notice of the way, you know, the over the shoulder grab and everything. It wasn't just some kind of tipped ball fluke type of first interception or anything like that. What was, what was that experience like for you getting your first interception especially in that fashion?
1: Um, It was a big adrenaline rush. You know, I got the interception. I got up and I had so many plans. And then I think it was Tyler Boyd came out of nowhere. I saw the guy in front of me and then I felt somebody come to my right. So I'm like, just get down. Don't give the ball back. You know, don't ruin this moment. Um, but, it, you know, it, it was a great feeling. Um, but it was it was well overdue. Uh, I dropped two. I dropped one in the Colts game in the red zone and they scored the next play. And, you know, I was mad at myself for that. I felt like I could have changed the game around with that. And then uh, I gave Reggie Nelson a present in uh Baltimore. So um it was it was great that I've been getting my hands on the ball, you know, being around the ball, but finally uh I came away with one.
0: Yeah, well it looks like the, the following week you had your second interception and that one came in in an actual win. Um I mean, how different was that experience?
1: Um it's always better when you come out with a win. You know, you can celebrate it a little bit more, you talk about it a little bit more. Um you feel like you help with the win you know when when whenever you lose and you you have a good game statistically um you just feel like you still didn't do enough and then you think about all the bad plays that you had and what you could have done better
0: did you know that was all late in the season and you know you just had a couple more weeks left to kind of you know continue to show your stuff um how what what uh what were you able to what was the group what did Gruden say to you or any of your other coaches uh, near the end of the last season or maybe since the season's been over um, about you know what to what to expect about your role going forward and your off season?
1: um biggest thing is to continue to grow you know and I know I have a lot to still uh, improve on um I, by any means it wasn't a perfect season for me um but there's a lot to be improved um but I have the impression that you know that I can I can still start in this league and um it it's not just my field play, you know, I, I feel like I have a lot to bring to the the locker room as well as far as uh, you know being what they call a culture guy, you know, and setting the right culture for, you know, a young team. You know, we have a three first round draft picks this year and uh, we have a lot of young guys coming in through the locker room. So um just being just helping other guys and um you know in a professional manner that we uh we can have.
0: Do you you feel like there's any I mean I mean you could you could take it one of two ways or you could take it both ways you could say uh, you could say there's more pressure on me now than there was before before why when you were just a special special I don't wanna say just a special teams guy but with there's more responsibilities mm-hmm. obviously when you add starting safety it, to that list you feel more pressure on that or is it simply just more is it just more exciting for you
1: I'll say it's more exciting um... If there's any pressure coming, it's because I have my fourth kid. That would be the pressure <laughs> <laughs> to do better, to do get a bigger contract. That would be the pressure. But as far as um, my role within the on the team, you know, whatever role they ask me to play, and I'll play it to my fullest.
0: Do you um? Do you foresee? I know every off season you you come from, whether it's you know between NFL seasons or between CFL and NFL or whatever. I'm sure every off season you've. Um, you come out of the previous season having learned something about yourself and how to how you're going to go about approaching your training going into the next season what what would you say you were um, you learned about yourself that you're going to that's going to you know go into your training this offseason to make it different than it was before
1: um that's a good one um (laughs) you know the really the biggest thing is just really routine. You know, there's always things you want to work on. And you you know, um, flexibility, mobility, kind of things you want to stay on top of. But you know, each and every year you put more and more miles on your body, so you kind of have to stick with the routine. But you know, also increase the recovery that you do. So you know, big thing would be dieting. You know, make sure you're eating the right things, drinking the right things, putting the right things into your body to you know sustain a full season.
0: Cool. So well, speaking of putting the right things in your body, um, you said something on Twitter the other that was rather shocking. And I, I mean, it was a little bit controversial and I wanted to, I, I probably, you know, I probably shouldn't spring this question on you, but um, <laughs> I figured I yeah, needed to. Um, there was a question that Gary and Conley posed. It was Papa John's or Pizza Hut. And you, you said Papa John's, but you didn't just say Papa John's. You said Papa John's with three exclamation points.
1: Yes, um,
0: <laughs> you, you really that big of a Papa John's guy?
1: Um, yeah, I, I just feel like Pizza Hut's overrated for some reason. I don't know. That that's just my opinion. I feel like that's Pizza Hut's overrated
0: for, for their for their prices. So, like, if you were to, I mean, what if the choices weren't just Pizza Hut and Papa John's? What what pizza would you be going with? Still Papa John's or? Man.
1: No, it, I guess it would depend on what city you're in. You know, there's mm. always that local pizza spot that has, you know, killer pizza. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like like the yeah. Fran- you know, the franchise pizzas and everything. I would say, I would say Papa John's.
0: Probably, yeah. Over oh, my over, like, Domino's. My, my wife likes
1: the uh, Domino's; they're gluten free.
0: mm All right. I'm, so. big, I'm big into the thin crust. I like the thin crust myself. Yeah, <laughs> You just got to go with that thin crust where you can you can fold it if if you want, or it's crispy, you know. Anyway, so uh, yeah I've never yeah, been a big
1: agree,
0: yeah. never been a big Papa John's guy. There's one right by my house, but I always uh I go with the top of those. All right. Well uh I mean I think um I don't know if there's anything else that you uh that you uh, wanted to get out there while we're while we're on the line. Um otherwise I I don't have anything else. Um
1: no, neither do I really.
0: All right, well, it was good to uh, – what was that?
1: I was like – I was trying to think. Probably don't want to touch on where we're going to play and all that stuff not yeah. that drama. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I certainly could have asked you that. But, I mean,
0: I, it's pretty much an expected answer. It's just like when the head coach gets asked that, and you know what he's going to say. He's going to say, I'm just focused right. on football. And, you know, and and I yeah. think in your case, that's absolutely the case. You're basically just like, well, where they play, they're going to play. And you're not in those meetings, so –
1: so exactly kind of a Play in work. the parking lot if we have to yeah
0: exactly. <laughs> that might be kind of fun. a little dangerous but yeah so anyway um thanks for joining me again eric and uh i hope to uh i'll certainly see you in the coming months whether in off-season activities or training camp
1: yes sir i appreciate it okay. thanks Levi.
0: All right, that was Eric Harris, Raiders safety. He's, it sounds like he's got a pretty busy offseason ahead of him, hoping to build on his breakout year of uh, 2018. He's got on top of that, he's got his four kids including a 4-month-old, and he's heading out to the senior bowl, meeting the GM and the coaches, and he's got his football camps he's planning for in Louisiana coming up. So, it sounds like a pretty busy time for him. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing him hit the field in the in offseason and training camp. Once again, I am Levi Damian. Thanks for listening to the Silver and Black Pridecast.